Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Now, it's the morning after on KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Welcome back, TMA, Michelob Ultra Studios, Tim McKern, Doug Vaughn, Plowhawk, Action Jackson, Ken Strode out. Uh, he has been removed from the show. <laughs> yes. We're taking two frequent breaks. Probably in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, you know, you do what you have to do, I guess. <laughs> Cutbacks. Yeah. Uh, email in for our design air heating and cooling email today. The morning after Iggy is back. Here he, he is, is back. Now. All right. Um, just in time. Hello. Now he's got a the leather coat. At InsideSTL.com. Uh, that's coming your way at uh, 9.45. Jackson and I will have Doug Armstrong's press conference live on Balloon Party. Jackson will give his thoughts on what Doug Armstrong has to say immediately following. So that's good. Right. That's kind of like a Bill Simmons podcast. You mm-hmm. immediately get the expert's opinion on uh, what Doug Armstrong has to say. That'll be on Balloon Party. And then Taylor 12 into 10.35. It's all coming up here over the next couple of hours. TMA and Balloon Party. And uh, joining us right now for his first appearance... Of the campaign, Doug, you like that? Because you like I campaign. I like the word campaign. No, brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, ladies and gentlemen, the great Jeremy Rutherford. Wow, wow, wow! The man's lousy with testosterone. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Hey, boys. Hey, not only my first uh, appearance of the year, but uh, this is my first time on HD Two since last April. That's oh, what? wow! Career's going straight upward. Arrow points <laughs> upward. Yeah, hey, you a, don't seem impressed by, by HD two. Yeah, I know. What's I the do. deal? I I do. I just hope that the uh, pod is recording because I don't want to do this whole thing for fifteen minutes and then people can't listen to it later. So hopefully oh. Jackson's got that figured out. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. recording, brother. Okay, Jackson, the whole eight o'clock hour record. Yeah, it was just a, it was a weird thing with our uh, software. Well, you'll be taking a task if it wasn't. I know that. Will be. I've been taking the task before. I'm sure I'll be taking the task again. Yeah. Trials and tribulations of HD2 lifestyles. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's the price we pay for glory. J.R., what is this uh, press conference at 10 o'clock all about? Break the story right here, right now. What do I want it to be about, or what is it going to be about? Ooh, both of oh. them. Well, I told Jackson I want it to be about, I hope Doug is going to announce that uh, they're going to have the hockey helmet nachos this year. Oh. Yes, that would be nice. But uh, what it is about, you guys actually got me uh, scurrying to, to look back at the email that they sent out last night because... Uh, I was thinking it's just going to be a Doug Armstrong press conference, and you guys start talking about contract extensions and got me a little worried. So I went back and just looked at the email so I could give you the latest information. And it says, Doug Armstrong to speak at 10 a.m. 
about the roster finalization for 2023-24. Okay. So it's kind of a so, preview maybe of the season and explain why someone was sent down and how, how much he likes yeah. the team, that kind of thing probably. Little preview. We'll see how uh, what he thinks about Bruce Nevich and, and his expectations. Oh, Bruce Nevich, Bruce Nevich does. And, and yeah. see how he can do. And But, I, hey, I'll tell you what. You guys, I'm sure you've played this game uh, over the years in some form or another. How about you guys come up with a question for Doug that I have to ask at the press conference? I don't I don't get to turn you down. I have to ask it. Oh, my oh. God. Wow, you, you uh you're asking for a lot here. Uh, we'll, we'll give this to we'll give this to the listeners too because this is gonna. It could get graphic. It could be your last day covering the team. <laughs> hey, who said the listeners? Who brought them into this? Uh, Doug texted Leave me. Leave it to you, delinquents. <laughs> I think the obvious question is who's big for you. It's not bad. Yeah. That's what yeah. I used to ask of high school coaches when I had <laughs> no information at all. About team. <laughs> all right, coach, who's big for you? Ask me. Ask me if you ever thought about wearing an ascot. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, no, I could see Doug showing up at Parkway North. No no knowledge of the team whatsoever. Who's going to be big for you? No. Yeah. Talking yeah. to the old Vikings just coach. Just simply, who's big for you? Jared, uh, yeah. Doug was uh, making the observation, uh, along with me and the plow during the commercial break, that it doesn't seem like there is as much buzz for the Blues opening up the season. You know, it's, what, 36 hours away. Uh, comparatively speaking to, I don't even know, like a last Decade, I'm 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 looking forward to it, but uh, a lot of that just has to do with I like to go to games and take my son. It's not necessarily because I think the team's going to be great, but you certainly would have a gauge on that better than us. Uh, what is your feel for the community's anticipation of the upcoming year? Yeah, well, a lot of people are spending their time trying to figure out who the three or four pitchers the Cardinals are going to that most of the Cardinals are going to add. So oh, nice. Yeah. To, yeah. To figure four, out. Wow. So less mm. emphasis on the Blues, but uh, I think you know I, I think. You're right from one standpoint is that typically you go into a season, a blue season, with high expectations. This is going to be a playoff team, Tim, and, you know, this is a team that could contend for the Stanley Cup. That's what it's been like under Doug Armstrong for the, you know, 10-plus years. But this year I think you go into it and you look at the projections and some people, uh, even Jamie Rivers said this morning on 101 ESPN, third place maybe. So, I mean, if that's the ceiling for this team, I think that's why maybe – uh, the the hype is a little bit less, but I will say this: uh, I'm not predicting playoffs, or I'm not predicting anything like that. But I think that they have the ability to bounce back. And you look at 10 or 12 teams around the NHL; you know they don't have anything to bounce back from. They're still trying to build something. The Blues have a salary cap that's right there at the ceiling, 83 million dollars. They've got talent; it just didn't play well this year. So. You know, I don't think that uh, we're going to have some sort of season like we saw in, in recent years, but I also don't think that uh, this team will be done and looking up at the teams in the standings above them in November and December like we started to last year. It's probably not a good thing that they're right at the top of the salary cap and don't don't really have a star. You know, in the past we had Petrangelo, Tarasenko, O'Reilly was was very popular. They don't really have that. Seems like that one guy to 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 market, or, or maybe to carry the team on the shoulder for a while, or, or do they? And I'm just missing it. Bennington. No, yeah, not yet. But I think what what today's NHL is like is uh, you have a lot of young players that produce and get people excited, and then you just have to roll the dice with them. And I think that's what the Blues have done with Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, and, and giving them the big contracts. You know, you're talking what sixty five million dollars. For those two each, uh, 8.125 million per year for both of those guys, and then you just have to hope that your homework, your due diligence, looking at the numbers, 
pays off. So, yeah, you're right. They don't have a guy who's proven, established, done it like a Petrangelo, Tarasenko, those guys. But I think they have some guys that uh, at least they're they're excited about, and they hope that the fan base can get excited about it if they perform. You think they did enough in the off season to make the playoffs and better themselves from last year? Yeah, no, I think that Iggy that they uh, they didn't really couldn't do much, and and that's because they've got so many of these long term contracts that we talked about last year, and and you can't you get handcuffed when you have a lot of these contracts. So they tried to trade Tory Krug, it didn't work. That would have changed the complexion of the team a little bit. But after that, when you're talking about a team that's already up against the cap, it's not like you can go out in free agency and sign a couple guys so i thought doug made a couple shrewd moves bringing in kevin hayes at 50 percent off last year he did that with rana too with uh with detroit and so he's kind of filled some gaps and i think has the possibility of like i said keeping this team competitive during what we think is going to be a one or two year deal where they're just kind of reconfiguring things jeremy rutherford with us here every wednesday on tma at nine o'clock and looking forward to having him with us throughout the campaign you did a story on tory krug and uh, what could be, or could have been, could still be, I guess, an uh, awkward spot since the Blues were trying to trade him, and he uh, rejected the trade to the Flyers during the offseason and his state of mind. What is his health, both physically and then also uh, mentally slash emotionally going into the season, knowing that the Blues were trying to move him? Yeah, so we go back to uh, last summer, and uh, we got word that the, the Blues are trying to make a deal with Philadelphia for Kevin Hayes, and I made some phone calls and found out that it was going to be a bigger deal than anybody was talking about, that Tory Krug was going to be involved. So uh, we did talk with uh, Tory Krug's camp, and I think it took a couple days for him to decide that he wanted to use his uh, no-trade protection and turn that deal down. So he stays in St. Louis. He told us a couple weeks ago that he wants to be part of the solution, the tough part for Tory Krug is that he didn't have a great year last year, Tim, but not only that, he was banged up. And yeah. so what's the headline leading into training camp? It's Tory Krug has an off you know, training off season training injury and he's gonna miss the part of first start of camp. And so he had a foot injury and missed it. But now he's healthy, he's skating, uh, he's gotten in a couple exhibition games and he's gonna be ready to go. Uh, for Thursday, uh, tomorrow night against Dallas. So, you know, things are pointing in the right direction for Tory Krug, but he's going to have to prove it. When you turn down that trade and tell people you want to be part of the solution, his play is going to have to be a lot better this year. The backup goalie this year is Joel Hofer. Does he figure to, to see much time? Is this going to be a year where Bennington plays almost every game? I think Joel's going to see some time. A couple things here, Doug, is that uh, Bennington played, what, 60 games last year, and I think they felt like it was a little too much. So I think you might see him in the neighborhood of 50 to 55 this year. And then with Hofer, uh, he, they hope, can play as many as 30 of them, I think is probably a high number uh, for him. You know, the one thing with these young goaltenders that come up from the American Hockey League, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so they're used to, to playing nonstop. Like, granted, it's not the same workload. It's not the NHL. It's not the shots you're facing. You know, you're not getting whipped seven to two, and then you got to come back and play the next night. But I think for Joel Hofer, uh, he's a young guy. He's used to playing a lot, so I think he can come in. It might be the opposite for him is what's it going to be like for him to, to sit as much as he will watching Jordan Bennington. But, guys, he's got all the credential. He won a World Junior Championship with Team Canada. He was in the World Championships for the Canadians this year, and the Blues uh, decided not to go into free agency and find a goalie. They're going to turn it over to their young prospect. Jordan Cairo had a, a crazy year last year where his offensive numbers are great, 37 goals, 36 assists, and yet his plus-minus was a minus 38. How do, what do they do to get him to change that, to, to help out more on defense? Are they, they must be working with him. 
Yeah, can I snip that one and ask that one to Doug? Is yeah, that, yeah, see what okay. he says. Right. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, no, it's uh, that's the number one question that I've heard from fans. Anybody I've bumped into in the last couple weeks, months, is uh, you know how can you score thirty-seven and be a minus thirty-seven or thirty-eight? It's almost impossible. But you know, I thought that they were pretty direct with their words. Craig Bruby was as they sent uh, the team off to the summer. Uh, Craig Bruby said, "This isn't junior hockey. Let's come back and be responsible." So I think that uh, they've kind of impressed it upon. Jordan Cairo that, look, you're one of the fastest guys in the league when the puck gets away and the other team's heading back the other direction. You're the guy that we need chasing them down, so let's see some of that. And I think uh, I think he's starting to realize that. The one thing is that these guys like Jordan Cairo and junior hockey, they put up so many points and score so many goals that the defensive part of the game is just not anything that they're interested in. And then they get here and they get a coach like Ken Hitchcock or Craig Bruby to remind them that it's a big part of the game. So, so he's learning. It's taken a while. Obviously fans have been frustrated, but uh, I think you got to be happy about the upside this guy has offensively. And you just hope that the rest of it can come around. Uh, we got some questions coming in uh, Jr. for you. Do you want, do you want some questions uh, from our listeners? Two parters, two parters, please. Oh. All right, no problem. Uh, Jeremy, which blue is most likely to not shower after a game? Also Pascal Rayom. Wasn't he just the cutest thing with those saucy mittens hiding soft, soft hands, Doug, that's from Mitch. It's the year of the tortoise and the hair comes team. <laughs> Good question for, for Doug Armstrong. Wasn't he just, wasn't Pasco Riom just the cutest with those soft, soft hands? <laughs> those saucy mittens. Yeah, open up yeah. the presser that way. Yeah, Mitch, sorry, I got nothing on Pascal, but, uh, and then as far as who doesn't shower, I don't know that answer. Mm-hmm. I will say, I do remember that uh, Doug Waite was a, a guy who liked to shower a lot because I remember the one time uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes and I were in the Minnesota Wild visiting locker room yeah. for the players to c- come out so we could interview, and Doug Waite came out in his towel and asked Jimmy if I were, if we were uh, bird watching, yep. oh. yeah, that, Doug, that was yeah. a very famous uh, ween peaking uh-huh. accusation, right. and then the cat claimed he had Doug Armstrong traded right out of this organization. Right, Carolina, <laughs> where he won a cup. Uh, so yeah, he he does take a shower. As far as who doesn't, uh, I'll start. I guess taking note. Yeah, I got to track that. Uh, Blues point total this year, JRL. So can you start calling the red and the retro jerseys city red for us? That's from Chairman (laughs) Steve in Wildwood. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right as you said that a Lamborghini just drove down city red. There it is. Another Uh, city red Lamborghini. That was wild. Point total. Let's go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 89 points. Uh, Last year, what, 81? I think they're going to be a little bit better. I you know, say that they could be in that last playoff spot slash wild card conversation. So I'll go with 89. Okay. Who's the first that would be on the move if things aren't going well? Yeah, let's see here. So the tough part is the no trade clause. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. What can you, what can you do? Yeah. Why wouldn't but you be? things don't go you... well, you know, maybe these guys could be more apt to accept a deal. So, you know, I think crew could be involved in that. That's, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. Is you got a good young player in Scott Prinovich. Granted, he hasn't stayed healthy, but they're going to make him a healthy scratch, it looks like, on opening night, Tory Krug in the lineup. And, you know, I think part of that reason is you can't have two undersized guys there on that left side on defense. So what's going to happen with Scott Prinovich? So if things start to go south, I could see Tory Krug being involved in something. But then the other thing, as we get closer to the trade deadline, guys, which is a ways off, uh, you're looking at Jacob Vrana and Kasperi Kapanen. And if they're not re-signed, those are guys in the last year of their contract. And if they're if they're playing well, could be guys that you could get assets for, like you did last year with Tarasenko and O'Reilly. He said no trade clause is a big deal. If you're a 
or I guess any player really on a team that's struggling and going nowhere, why why would you try to block a trade? Do they like playing for Barubi that much or what? Yeah, no, it's a great question. It's the thing that happened with Tory Krug, though, is the deal was to Philadelphia, and they're in an even bigger rebuild than the Blues are, and they have a coach who likes to get after you every single day of the year, John Tortorella. So, oh, yeah. you know, to Tory Krug, yeah, you're not wanted here. Uh, they're asking to move you, and you say no. You know why? Well, it's because the situation they wanted to move you to was worse than the one that you're in. So, I mean, if you're at the trade deadline, it's obviously going to be a good team, good situation that's trying to acquire you for a playoff run. So I think that uh, that would be more likely than what we saw last summer. Yeah. Question for JR. Does the men's latrine in the press box at Scott Trades taste as good as it smells? Scott Trade. <laughs> Scott Trade, can you smell that latrine all the way down in the seats? You can smell yeah, it. I don't think. So. I don't think so. <laughs> and a lot of times when it smells bad, I'm I'm probably the one that's guilty. So I don't. Oh really want no, it. no! You save that for you. Get yourself regular and save that for home. <laughs> oh. So the answer is yes. The answer is yes. I dug that was from yeah. Deke Dotem. He wanted he wanted to, he wanted to know. Uh, yeah, hey, you know the, uh, the the latrine <laughs> at uh, Enterprise Center, not Scott Trade, uh, smells real similar to the one at the uh, Rutherford House. So I would have to say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that mm, Jr.'s fragrance oh, oh, abounds. Oh, gosh, hey, Jr. Uh, in your travels, which NHL arena have you found offers the best urinal sprash, spray back? And also, since the Blues de-stunk last year and they have decided they liked what they saw and are bringing the same guys back. <laughs> well, that part's true. Should they have kicked the tires on Libor Zabransky in the offseason? Doug, that's Alan Dadeville, and he is happy with Kirby Smart. Right. Yeah, like- Libro just uh, retired, so he was he was not a possibility. <laughs> hey, and as far as the splashback, this is a true story that I've only told a few friends, but I'll say it on the air here. The Dallas Stars Air- American Airlines Center has the biggest splashback on the urinal in the uh, press box uh, bathroom. In fact, one time you're wearing the khakis. You know, if you're a uh, sports writer, of course, you got to wear the, the, the brown khakis. <laughs> and I wore them into the bathroom, and I was anticipating. I was hoping that we didn't have a uh, wicked splashback, but we did. And uh, when I looked down and I saw that it looked like uh, my pants were uh, like a garden hose. Had, oh. Uh, spray them, but... <laughs> oh, Bill. I had to take the sport coat off and kind of fold it up and wrap it over my arm and walk out so the sport coat could be the cover for the uh, khaki. Because it needs a few minutes to dry out, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. It does. It does. And and it it doesn't help either when you walk out of the bathroom and there's Doug Armstrong and Marty Britter sitting right there. And they see that you had that splashback situation. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Heads up if you're going to that Stars game tomorrow night down in Dallas. It's hard to have that splashback situation and still say, so who's big for you? (laughs) Yeah, they won't accept those questions at that time. But didn't the other scribes smell the asparagus on your khakis and want a small taste? This is what happens when you allow our listening audience to ask questions. This is what you get. Uh, if you're accusing a sports writer of eating asparagus, that's you don't know sports writers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this kind of hockey coverage can't be found on HD1. It's only reserved no. for HD2, and every Wednesday you will get it. Plus, you can read Jeremy Rutherford in The Athletic, uh, theathletic.com, and, of course, hear him throughout the week on 101 ESPN. He's with uh, Jackson and myself on Mondays on Balloon Party. The great Jeremy Rutherford brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Woot, woot. Did you hear a question that you can ask Armstrong? 
Did you hear anything? Oh, yeah, a couple of them. Uh, I'll listen to the pod if, if it's recording and uh, take a couple of them. And, but, uh, okay. no, I think there was a few in there. Doug, yeah, there's some good stuff. Have. All right, Thanks, think, especially uh, the one about Pasco Realm. <laughs> yeah, and I think, Tim, you're carrying it on Balloon Party so people will be able to to see if I ask the question. Yeah, we are carrying it live on Balloon Party. That oh, is correct. Great. Oh, we great. will be able to listen. Nice. This will be a treat. That's coming up yeah. at uh, 10 o'clock on 101 ESPN and on the uh, YouTube channel. Thanks, JR. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great to do an interview where I didn't miss a Craig Berube uh, press conference here. Thanks. It <clears throat> was a shot at Monday's show. It was a shot at Monday's show. All right, thanks. Let's uh, see. Uh, JR with us. Brought to you by Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Com. Doug here is a mad dog attempting to pronounce the word remodeler. Okay. All right, Plowsy, cue it up and then hit the lever, please. Tell me, you heard it right here on Mad Dog Unleashed. Window World America's exterior remodeler. Remodeler. Well, I can't pronounce that. Tell me, you heard it right here on Mad Dog Unleashed. Window World America's exterior remodeler. Remodeler. <laughs> That's a tough word to pronounce. Mm-hmm. It isn't, but I mean. <laughs> if you're going as fast as he goes, any, any word could potentially be it. Trip up. I imagine his copywriters are just going through the absolute jungle trying to figure out words he can and can't pronounce. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they pay extra, that remodeling company, for that. God, I don't know where he finds the energy to, to talk like that for hours. He's passionate day. about his takes. Uh, millions like of dollars. Million a year. Yeah, like it, eight million a year. I'm sure. He and Jordan Cairo. Who's more important? Uh Mad Dog's probably more well-known. He probably is. Yeah. I was thinking about Rutherford. What would the hockey nickname be for Rutherford? Rutsy. Not... JR. He'd be JR. Yeah, you couldn't go Ruther or Rutsy. What would yours be, Doug? I, I, I guess, I don't know. Vaughn or Vaughn. Yeah. I don't know. Doogie? I don't know. Because you have to have one. Okay, then. It, Plowsy. Okay. <laughs> right, Plowsy is kind of a hockey nickname, right? Plowsy, yeah. It is. That's a great mm-hmm. hockey nickname. Iggy kind of is as well. Do more people call you Plowsy now or Darren? I rarely hear Darren. <laughs> really? Ever. Yeah. How about Madison? What does she call you? Yeah, good question. I mean, she'll call me Darren because that's my human name. Yeah. I think it'd be weird for her to call me Plowhawk. <laughs> <Human name. laughs> hey, Plow name is really funny. <laughs> well, unload the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> human name. Yeah, she does Human me. name. It doesn't uh, even seem like you're a, you're Darren anymore. Well, I, as a kid, like, I mean, I was D A. I was Big D. Like, I was never like Darren. Uh, like, I, I hear my name probably ten percent. Of the yeah. time, in terms of well, I'm when sorry I'm that we did that to you. Not at all. Are you I, okay with the Peoria Plowboy? Like, oh yeah. I, it, to me, like I always said that, like my name, like it looks like you have some sour taste in your mouth when you say it. What, Darren Adkins? Just Darren. It feels like at the end you kind of like like you bit like into a, tart, a persimmon, like, like a bit into like a blackberry. Yeah. So Darren? I'm fine with whatever. 
Okay. I mean, I, I, like, I don't really like the plow douche. No. The formal <laughs> usage is the Peoria Plowboy. Correct. Yeah, that, That's your full name. I'll sign that on the wedding, mm. you know. <laughs> for, for official documents. <laughs> uh. Have you ever plowed a field? <laughs> Not by myself. I've been in the combine a few times uh, when uh, Farmer Johnson, Gary Johnson. Farmer Johnson. Johnny Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Everybody Every, named Johnson. It, it, he is. Gary Johnson was our closest neighbor when we lived out in the moon, yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, and he was a few miles away, and he mm-hmm. didn't do any cattle. We mainly just had, you know, farmland where we lived, and yeah, like during the summers, like he would allow me to kind of hop in with him as a kid and... You know, kind of quasi-babysitting, but also kind of showing hard work. I, th- I thought it was awesome. As a kid, you just... I mean, the combines looked like like 18 stories high. Yeah. You get in them, and it's... Yeah, it was, that was a blast. Well, what was he farming, this Johnson fella? Oh, just beans and corn, baby. Soybeans and corn. Don't say baby. I just asked. I like, that. Yeah. I like that. I think it was the right thing that you say. The Johnson baby. Estate there, out on East County 4 Highway there in... I guess it would be London Mills, Illinois. Yeah. That place is beautiful. Now, when they're when they're growing soybeans, what what comes out of that plant? Is it really beans, or is it the leaf, or what are they? That's a good question. I've only done the harvesting for the corn. I'm not for sure how the soybean harvest looks like. Yeah. So that's a great question, Doug. Well, I thought you were on the combine to see it there. I mean, I was doing the corn. Like I said, when I rode the combine, it would be the corn. You were corn only. Well, I just, I mean, you know, you do it a handful of times. Yeah. Typically, the cornfields were bigger fields, mm-hmm. so you got kind of experience more of that. I had a cornfield once driving by, and we just stopped, reached my hand through the fence, and picked like six ears. Oh, yeah. Got home, it was feed corn. Yeah, for the livestock. We used to corn houses. You ever do that? So, like, as a kid, it would be like 10 or 11 years old. Like, you'd shuck like four, five, ten ears of corn in like a little bucket, you know, Mm. with a handle. So you'd ride your bike around with a bucket of corn, and like you'd go to your buddy's house, and you'd throw corn like on their, you know, roof of their house or on the side of the window. No, why would you do that? Stupid, idiotic, you know, little kid stuff, middle school. Parents didn't like it, though, did they? No, none of that. But it was One fun. of those cobs could go right through a window. Well, it was that we shucked it to just the corn pieces. So you get a handful of, like, the dried corn pieces. Oh. And sound like a bunch of hail, you know. Again, like, no cell phones. Yeah. Well, breaking news. The, the video of Iggy's long drive is complete. You see that, uh, Jackson? Jackson! Yeah, I got you. Oh, I thought oh. he was peeing. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, yeah. Yep. I see it. How about that? Where's that going to go since... YouTube. Okay. I that Michael on the fan page, which means I wouldn't see it. Why would I just put it on the fan page? <laughs> Everything Nothing seems to go us. there. I don't know. Somehow my... Actually, no. Somehow my speech from the Hall of Fame went up there. You <laughs> <laughs> know if I was filming. <laughs> Doug, were you? Was KMOV covering the Hall of Fame? Oh, I'm sure all the stations were. Yeah. Are you kidding me? St. Charles Bowling? Yes. Yes. What was that? I just heard somebody. Was, that gra- sounded. Legit. I was grabbing my backpack because I gotta problem. get my laptop, laptop out to upload the video. Yeah, to the YouTube. You can watch the long drive content. Yeah, give it a second. I mean, I'm not. It's not gonna be. I'm gonna say I wouldn't. Yeah. The drop of the hat here, but I will get it up ASAP. And so, yeah, I had to grab my backpack, so I kind of made a moaning noise. Uh, Doug has been brought to my attention that they're arguing over when I took a commercial break today on the fan page. Oh, I just, I, well, can't, do that. I can't do that page anymore. I just absolutely can't do that page. Why not? It's not quite 
Bobby Bestel esque, <laughs> but it's it's getting it's teetering on that gray area of like, are we coming into a another situation? We're gonna have to create another one. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what is there to argue about about when I took a break? Are they serious? We, break, just... we broke at eight o'clock and nine o'clock, right? We yeah, had to break at eight for the we're done trivia breaking. announcement mm-hmm. at nine o'clock for Jeremy Rutherford. Yeah, we're sponsored. On time today. So what's the issue? Yeah, this is the okay. earliest breaks. I was blown away. I kind of caught me off guard that we're breaking at, on time, like Don't right before you. the top of the hour. Yeah. We, we, had two sponsored, we had two sponsored announcements. <laughs> I could do 10 hours without breaking. I really could. I'm not saying that is a good thing. I'm saying I have, I, I think I hear demons in my head. Uh, you do? You know, like Damien? What is that, Damien? Vomits? Yeah. Right? Can yeah. we hear that, please, Plum? Uh, yeah, I'm getting it up right now. All right. We got. That's what Tim hears in his oh, head. Yeah. Oh, well, don't. I don't I don't like. Doug, I, that's the thing. We've been Takes working a while. Here a I'm time. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Iggy, could yeah, you do it live for us? Do you us? want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of DMA? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? Yes. Mm. Yes, you do. Yeah. So please email the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com. So a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the edfgroup.com. The EDF Group is hot and will prevent your facility from making hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com. Damien. Damien. <laughs> there it is. Maybe we should just end every live read with that. <laughs> there. That's perfect. Uh, have the boys ever gone to break at the top of the hour twice during the same show before? And then there, how would you describe this emoji, Doug? What emoji would you call that? Surprise emoji? I think so, yeah. Okay. Like, oh my gosh. And then a gentleman says, after a year on HD1, Tim finally found discipline. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even care what they say anymore. They like don't even care. Who would worry about that? <laughs> They're so rogue. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I broke because I was totally had to announce the trivia at eight o'clock and Jeremy Rutherford sponsored at nine o'clock. It's about it really time wasn't all get, that tough. You got some discipline. Who would sit there and listen to the show and goes? <laughs> 901? 859? That I'm sounds going, like that <laughs> I'm going to the fan page with that. <laughs> hey everybody. Notice they took a break early today. Mm-hmm. What's going on over there? Well, he finally found some discipline. I did after HD one. <laughs> they have to be kidding, right? They're not serious about this stuff. I don't have the answer. Because if you were if you were that weird, you wouldn't pay attention to any of this. Right? It was Ned Reynolds? <laughs> Is that Wellington? <laughs> yeah, I looked through some of the old drops today. I tried to bring some back. But like this is Kyle's dog dad. He's my dog, or Plowsy's dog dad. This is my guy. So I don't think it's the post, but it's certainly odd. The discipline one really caught me off guard. Oh. Because like, who are you? Yeah. Like, who is this? <laughs> who said that? Give me the name. I can't. I don't like doxing people, even though I'd love to. Sure. Doug's uh, pro government names yes, and blocking. Yes, join the absolutely. fan page, and you'll be able to. Oh, not Iggy. I'm just saying. In general, I do realize Iggy's off of it for reasons. Give their government name. <laughs> oh, I love Kyle. Kyle usually gives Yeah, Kyle's great. No, I don't think it went to Ponte itself. I think what was more surprising was that first comment. That guy's had that in the holster for a while. He really <laughs> let Tim have it. <laughs> He's been waiting mm-hmm. to punch that one out. Yeah. I had the video release for quarter two, 2024. I will need to redo my marketing campaign. That's from the sponsor of Iggy's Long Drive video, Chairman Steve and Wildwood Doug mm. Sauter appraisal. He sponsored it, did he? Yeah. Oh. Well, that was nice of him. It was. I thanked him for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope he gets some appraisal business out of it. 
Tim, I'm currently trying to discipline my gerbil. Could use any tips you might have. That's from Minute Bowl Eligible. How do you discipline a gerbil? Oh, <laughs> easy. Spank them, I guess. <laughs> Corporal punishment. How hard do you spank a gerbil? Clip that off. When he gets the, for him to get the message that he misbehaved. <laughs> oh, you're pretty soft. Oh, yeah, you just bust out some Kenny G. You probably flick it. You know, Kenny how you G. Flick. Yeah, that kind of kind of mesmerizes the gerbil, gets him in the proper spot. But it's all about technique Saxophone. and training. Saxophone gets him going. Yeah, you almost need a, a veteran gerbil when you get your new one to kind of <laughs> show him the rope, show him where the tunnels are, <laughs> how long Spinning to be there. War gerbil. Uh, Caller Buzz yeah. has given an assessment of the audience, Doug. This is his State okay. of the Union. All right. Caller Buzz, who uh, is fingered by his wife, says, There is a goofy fun group of fans. Then there is the loser sad but harmless group of fans. Mm -hmm. And then there is the crabby, hateful, no-life group of fans. But they are all fat. Thank you. Oh. That's from Buzz. Gosh. I mean, that text, you could put that anywhere. You put all it on a bumper fat. sticker. You could put it on a magnet. Yeah. T-shirt just waiting to happen. But, yeah, you can put it on a ladle. Do we have a high BMI in the audience? Oh, heavens, oh yes. Yeah, there's some, there some uh, tight bodies out there. Tight bodies. Tight I, bodies. I think almost every radio listening audience would skew fat. Have you seen all the Americans? We skew fat. Have we, like, just look at, like I said, the giveaway, like, garment item. That the, they're mm. 2X. That's where they start at. Yeah, like, that's the stadium. smallest one you can get is one that can swaddle a baby. I think they are extra large like at what, Bush that, Stadium. They give oh, away, yeah, everything's extra large. Yeah, anything, you, you can swim in there, and of course you got, you know, normal sad fat that are in there that oh. fit it perfect. It's just like a glove. I don't know how it happens. 2X, and nice size. Yeah, Did you guys really. put a hyphen in between long and drive, and long drive challenge? No. Mm. No, capital I no. both, though. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I think that's a terrible size for giveaways. Large. It's kind of in between because it's either going to be medium for a lot of the ladies or the smaller people and then triple X for most of them. So the XL is really going to fit no one. Well, I don't know that it fits nobody. They must have figured out that it, that's the majority. They yeah, look at the helmet nacho sales. I think that's how they determine. I'm I'm six foot, big. about 100 and between 175, 180, a lot of man. And the XLs don't fit me. And I, I'm not exactly small. Too small? No, they're way too big. Way too big. There's a hockey player for Columbus that we believe is 140 pounds. Holy crap, really? No, really? Huh? You got any treat? Yeah, yeah Pop-Tart. Pop I'm telling you. <laughs> what what flavors your Pop-Tart, bro? BSC? BSC? Uh, strawberry. And I didn't realize after opening this, I still had a Swiss roll. Oh, yeah, you got to finish like that. double fist in here. Yeah, you save that for dessert. Oh, yeah, wash it down. I guess you got to brush your teeth a lot when you eat that much sugar. I brush my teeth three times a day. Do you? Floss and then use uh, mouthwash once a day in the evening. Oh, yeah. Can yeah, you I... go brown sugar cinnamon on those P-tarts? Oh, see, I I think don't get... I like the strawberry because I can eat a whole box of them. I feel like the brown sugar hit good the first couple. Yeah. And then kind of get dry and kind of... You're pounding the... boxes of Pop-Tarts? Bro. <laughs> I don't think you realize. Yeah. I'm, this is a different animal. I had three with. packs of Pop-Tarts yesterday. That just, <laughs> that just leisure. Oh, that's so good. For leisure. <laughs> for leisure. For leisure. Did you ever count like it's a hobby. Four packs? <laughs> you got to be 4,000 calories a day. Yeah. For real. The last let's week, count them tomorrow. Sure. Let's count, count them tomorrow. Let's we can start today. Okay. I can go back because I, I had a, a cranberry nut muffin with um, 450. gingerbread goat cheese. 
And then two yogurts. Gingerbread goat cheese. Probably now it's 750. I don't know the size of your yogurts, though, bro. I'll finish this. This will be four total Swiss rolls, so two packs of Swiss rolls. Oh, my God. Probably 1,300. Well, we're 750. That's, I would guess, that's probably, I'll go with 1,350. All right, we're at 1,350. Now we got the Pop Tarts. Pop Tart, that's, I mean, that's. We'll just round, we'll go 1,750. So you're at 1,750. Okay. At uh, 940. (laughs) I I know at home I'm going to have four pieces of pizza along with a bowl of honeycomb. Let's call that 800. Yeah. So uh, we can, yeah, like that. so we're already over three thousand if I had to bet. Yeah, with chick- the four pieces of pizza, and chicken torch soup with uh, baked potato. We're not even at lunch yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and you'll lose weight somehow. Yeah, like, like I'll wake up, take a quick poop, and I'll feel oh, exactly the same mm, I did prior to all the. And how meals. big a dinner do you eat? Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait. had two burgers and a full sweet potato last <laughs> night. So you're talking. Oh. And in the sweet potato, I had two dollops of butter oh, along, with, dollops. Mm, along with hot honey. And then, yeah, the burgers had... That. Burgers oh, with yeah. a bun on Burger it? Burger had caramelized onions, double cheese. Double cheese helps. Yeah, and I had a... <laughs> well, yeah. you said that you had three packs of Pop-Tarts. Three boxes of Pop-Tarts? No, yesterday? three packs. So okay. six Pop-Tarts, yeah. Six total Pop-Tarts. So the box is already gone. So I'm going to give you the calories on that. On, on six total Pop-Tarts would be three times 370... Uh, you're looking at eleven, about eleven hundred calories in that alone. And that one kind of just hanging out. Yeah, uh, Stewart's not happy with this, Doug. Plowboy making fun of people who is fat. I just read what's in the prompter. Mm-hmm. Plowboy making <laughs> fun of people who is fat is hypocrisy at its finest. Dude has zero self-discipline with his diet and smoking, but has hit the genetic lottery, so he feels he has the right to laugh at the fats. Oh. It's from Scooter. Well, maybe if well, he got yeah, fat, you would you would stop eating. I think that's my point too. Yeah. I think like. I'm not making fun of the eating patterns. I eat whatever you want. Like, I, I prefer you enjoy your food. And it's kind of quasi-making fun. It's not like, you know, we're walking around just pointing out every, you know, overweight person because you wouldn't stop pointing for one. But also, <clears> like, <throat> I just, yeah, if I were to gain a bunch of weight, I, I would probably choose a different path in terms of, you know, my, my diet. Yeah. But I would say, like, I wouldn't say I hit the genetic lottery. I got seven-inch nipple hair and oh. some like, matted tufts that could rival any Those, those could be shaved. Yeah, but they grow back thicker. That's the problem. Oh, they don't. I'd rather keep it at one length. You ever top off a 4,000-calorie day with a before you go to bed a couple tubs of frozen custard with some whipped cream on there? We, we, go, to Clem- we go to Ted Drew's or Clementine's probably mm. once. Every two weeks, so probably a couple times a month, yeah. We always hit the local ice cream spots. Guys, my ones. guess is food. Scooter is just a fat. Huge. And I didn't want to say it, but Scooter had got to be a guy that were like, the giveaways are too small. I keep looking for like the Scoots, he sounds like a blue blood fat. Oh. Stop complaining and hit the gym. That's from our fan page club championship winner, mm. Dogtown Ty. Yeah. He has a flying Sibian. <laughs> Not a lot of sympathy to, there for some war. Some scooters. of these guys are just really calling out. Scooter, scooters. you fat. Shut oh. up. That's from Mr. Siders. Gosh. And Scooter says, okay, cool. It sounds like he has been mm. psychologically yeah. destroyed by mm. the textures and will probably not text back in. Probably. I don't mind the text. Like, I, I get, like, where he's coming from. But, like, if my body did change and I was getting up there, I think I would consider a dietary change. You are a genetic freak. 
It's weird, though. To be able to eat like that and never gain enough. Not a pound, man. Not a pound. But, yeah, like, the dinner last night, I'm telling you, two full, like, burgers. Like, patty burgers. Big, giant. Big, giant ones. And a full. Where'd you get them from? You whip them up at home? You barbecue those burgers? You grill? What'd you do? Cookout, Doug? We typically, we get a bunch of ground beef, but for our burgers, we like to get them pre-pattied. You know, the four-pack pre-pattied, whether it be at Schnucks or... We feel like it's easier to season. They don't break. Like, when you patty them yourself with ground beef like a log, sometimes they come apart, they come apart on yeah. the grill. The ones that are there are obviously very sturdy, so we do those. And they're big. Like, they, they stay to form. They don't shrink really. How do they hold them together? What do they put in there? Breadcrumbs I'm or sure something? I'm sure I don't want to know about, but, like, yeah, it, it, they're perfect. So eggs, that's maybe when eggs. Where do you egg get them from, boy? Uh, man, Schnucks. We tried to Costco now cracking down on Madison's mom's Costco card. <laughs> what do you mean by that? So like they you can't ca- use her card? Cousin Eddie, right there, little click. <laughs> so like we, we we use it for dog food and meat. We don't have enough room for like an eight gallon, you know, ketchup or anything like that. Costco great for a few things. Definitely dog food is certainly cheaper. We have three dogs, by two huge, and the meat there phenomenal. So that's we typically do once a month at Costco and spend maybe eighty or a hundred bucks and just get those two items. But, like, now they're cracking down. They're looking at the back of the Costco cart along with your ID. Because the first time I got kind of, I wouldn't say busted, but, like, carded, I said, yeah, that's my mom. Because they didn't check my ID. No. They didn't check the card. Well, sure they did. I can't really go, yeah, that's my mom, and I have a different, like, last name. Like, Oh, you could. Potentially, but. Yeah, so if you're using somebody else's Costco card. um, Be ready with a story. Yeah, especially the one off of uh, 170. I don't get you. The new one? Yeah, it's beautiful there. Is yeah. it? They got that Chick-fil-A about to be just being a $2 million Chick-fil-A oh, that built gosh. right next to it. Oh, You don't need much else other than Costco and Chick-fil-A. Yeah, right there, just that, about do it. And then you got Brentwood on the other side. You could pretty oh. much live right there and mm-hmm. be fine. Uh, Scooter wants everyone to know he's 5'9", 155 pounds, and his friends are going to love this segment. That's from Scooter. I I'd like say, the stats, though. I'd say 5'9", 259. <laughs> It costs $50 a year. Maybe stop eating like a child for three days and you can afford it. Oh. It's from Ray King. Why don't buy these snacks, like, buy the pack? Like, we buy boxes of Pop-Tart for, like, $1.19 at Aldi. Like, it's not like I'm buying individual packs like a gas station. No. That would become pricey. But That's when you grocery cool. shop for these Hostess items, yeah. in theory, they're not that expensive. Because they're off-brand, too. They used to have a day-old Hostess store. Remember that in oh, Afton? We yeah. had one in Canton, one actually. Is there? Yeah, there was still not there. No, it's called Dolly Madison. Yeah. We used to do the pie that, like, you know, the oh you know, those cherry oh, pies. Those, I mean, oh my God! I don't know if you greatest. can get a better snack. No, that's the greatest. Yeah, they, they just fit right in that little pocket. Yes. There. Oh, so much Put cherry. It in the pocket. Goodness the pocket. coming out of there. Pocket. Yeah. Put it in the pocket. Dolly Madison angel food cake for like thirty-eight cents. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Everybody's just sending in stats now. <laughs> Six one two ten. Nice. Got built like a tank. Oh. Well, I don't know that he'd fit in the extra large either. So we're at thirteen hundred, and I'll add the additional pizzas and things. Nice. I'll give you a kind of a. I thought we were at seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty, okay, that's fine. How can you eat pizza and honeycombs? Mm. Not at the same time, but it, like the honeycombb's like a dessert. Wash I it down. Have to have a snack immediately after a meal. I thought I saw recently that there's some app that you can just take a picture of what you're eating and it spits out the. Calories. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that might be the move too if we do that any further. Hmm. Gonna wait well, for the round table to 
Oh, cook yeah. up first. The good news one is one idea it, after another. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter. Whether you eat a Hell little no. or nothing, you weigh the same 115. Correct. Uh, the uh, Iggy Wong Drive video is now up on YouTube. Hell yeah. I didn't see it. YouTube.com slash TMASTL Ken Strode Bomb Session. Rory McElroy, Ken Strode. Mm -hmm. Here's your driving distance. <laughs> Where is it? So, uh, yeah, you go to YouTube.com slash TMASTL and you can see it. It was really well done by uh, was it? Joey and the uh, staff. I hope here. he. Capture the fact that there was an Alberta Clipper blowing in from oh, behind him. Oh, Carried God. his ball, maybe an additional 70 yards. It's a serious charge. It is a serious Yeah, charge. where's my milkshake? Oh, you want it now? At <laughs> some point. Plus, you'll take it. You already oh. owe me like six you haven't paid. <laughs> is there any place around here to get a milkshake? McDonald's, I guess. Put it in the pocket. Lonnie's oh. choice. Put it in the pocket. Pocket. Right. What Hold flavor? Uh, partial to strawberry. You're partial to strawberry. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, a lot man. of people are sending in their stats. Dude, four seven three twenty three is a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> is this the Dan Patrick show. <laughs> I'm five seven and a svelte one ninety five. That's from the three one four. I'm six one and one sixty seven. When I weighed in for my colon scope a couple weeks ago, it's from stepdad Gary. Douglas kind of sent in a picture of himself. Oh, <laughs> that's I can't tell the height, but that's every bit of two thirty. Nothing but Adonis's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's missing a neck. It's every bit of 2.30. Where did the neck go? Mm -hmm. I know it's fake, but 4, 7, 3, 23, like, that's one of the funniest yeah. thoughts of, like... That's a basketball. I mean, dude, that's a giant your, legs, your legs are giving out, but, like... Mm -hmm. oh, man. I'll tell us Danny DeVito. 5'1"? No, yeah. I don't think he is. I, I don't think he's under 5 foot. Yeah. Yeah, I think his wife is shorter than him. So if that Danny DeVito, you're talking Danny He's DeVito with an offensive lineman body. <laughs> I, I, I right. would pay to see that, honestly. Mm -hmm. Rhea Perlman's five feet tall, so he's two inches shorter than... He's 4'10". Yeah, 4'10". Imagine those two having sex with like two men. Have you ever thought about Rhea Perlman no, and Danny? No, I haven't. I haven't. There's li limited positions you can do once you're under five foot, I would think. Why? <laughs> Well, it depends Maybe on your partner. Not, I don't, I'm just, I'm just throwing something out the smaller there. You are, <laughs> the smaller you are, the easier it is to get into crazy positions. Mm. Ain't that the truth? Danny DeVito is 4'10", so this person would be three inches shorter <laughs> than Danny DeVito and 200 pounds heavier. Mm. Hey, Tim, I'm 5'8", 165, Olympian-like. That's from Mr. Smith. Mm. I feel like he's taller than that. Speaking of Mr. Smith... Uh, what are the names of the swingers coming in tomorrow? Erica Swings. Erica Swings and oh. Drew Swings. Mm. It's going to tomorrow. What yep. time is that? Nine o'clock is the plan. Nine o'clock. And we will have them on for an hour on TMA and then an hour on Balloon Party. So yeah. that is coming up tomorrow. You're on Balloon Party also. Yeah. Are they? Thoughts on the ALDS? The day of the Blues season opener. God, could you imagine? Yeah, actually, no. We can, yeah, oh. the blues. So they have no problem oh. being on camera. <laughs> yeah, Jackson, did you let them know about the camera? Uh, I told them that they can join via our YouTube stream. Oh, yeah. Are they coming in? Well, or they, they watched the video with Brianna Coppage, so I think they're aware that we're on YouTube. Uh, but Brianna was not on YouTube. Brianna wasn't, but we were, so if she's coming to studio, she should. So they're in studio. That is the plan. Wow, 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 wow. I'll shoot her a message. Doug, wear your Sunday best. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell her up. just a heads up. We're on YouTube, but I can't imagine that would be an issue. Like I said, if they watch the Brianna Coppage interview, they should know we're on YouTube. And we have to wear our Sunday clothes? That's correct. Sunday best. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be dialed. I'll be all dressed to the nines. <laughs> I'll tell them if we hit it off, I only live like five minutes away. Uh-oh. You're interested in swinging. You get lucky tomorrow? You finna bang? They're about to 
have a grandma. Are these no. people are laying like they're going on? Well, that's like a good a, thing when you have a threesome. I don't have to do anything. I just said, okay, I'm the one that's going to lay here. But they're like in their 20s. I, I just <laughs> want to see up. the reaction to a female. <laughs> no, I'll be on my best behavior. Can I join you guys? And I'm just going to lay here. Uh, oh. Mr. Smith says Erica is quite a hottie. She's a dirty girl. Oh. You like that, Doug? The so emojis. You, so you <laughs> yeah, there were some emojis. Have you been with them? Uh, Mr. Smith, have you been with them? Or are you... On their OnlyFans. I would assume these swingers look for people in their own age group, don't they? They're not looking for people old enough to be their grandparents. <laughs> and, like, is there a difference between, Damn, like, <laughs> an amateur swinging situation or, like, you know, a professional? Like, let's say, like, it's like an XFL game versus, like, an NFL game. Like, is there a difference? Do you need, like, a specific number of swinging partners in your life to get to the upper echelon. Like a swinging that, gin? Yeah. Well, how, yeah. Swinging gin index. How like long an does it take you to get to Stinger Heights? Like, is it a two-year plan? Is it like, are you an understudy? I just don't know how you just jump in there. and just, <laughs> understudy. All you got to do is say you're a swinger. I mean, you gotta, you're a couple. You, the husband talks to the wife. The wife talks to the husband. Do you want to try out the lifestyle? You know, see what it's like being with other people? They agree to it, and they go out. If they like it, they're swingers. I mean, some of them don't call themselves swingers, but they are. Some people just don't appreciate the title. They would call it an open marriage, maybe. Yeah, lifestyle. Nobody calls us swingers. Yeah, we're swingers. Mostly say we're in the lifestyle. See, I don't. I, that sounds too pretentious to me. Yeah. If someone walks up to me and goes, I'm in the lifestyle, I, I'm like stopping you become, them. You're really successful. You've got so much money. Now you're in the lifestyle. <laughs> it's like your old money. Talking mm. Lifestyle rich or famous with Robin Leach? Yes, and he would scream. <laughs> I'm yelling and I don't know why. That was a popular show there for a while. I don't think he's with us anymore. Yeah, I think he passed on. Uh, Mr. Smith says he has not been with Erica Swings, but she bangs dudes of all ages, although they tend to lean younger for sure. I follow her and some other smoke shows on X. That's from Mr. Smith. X is Twitter, right? That's right. Twitter tweets. How old is she, 25? Like, how old is Erica? I don't know. I just saw the picture, and she looked how like much she younger? How much younger can you tend? How much younger can you tend? He said she tends younger. <laughs> what he meant trends, to say is... Trends. That, that, yeah, it ten, when, she's, when she's out with someone else, it tends to be people around her age group. Well, that's why I said tends. Tends to be younger. Well, you're 25. How much younger? I'm going for 22. No, no younger than older people. Not younger than her. <laughs> the people she's with tend to be younger. All I can do is ask. Well, she I'm says fine. you're too Desperately old. Fine. To she may say, you got to put a puck on the net. I'm yeah. looking for grandpa. Come on. Yeah. That's pretty common among the 20-somethings. <laughs> only I could find someone really old. I've only had one person call me grandpa, and that was at the bowling alley. <laughs> Well, what about that one who thought you were a homeless grandpa that tried to steal her vehicle? Oh, she didn't say grandpa. She said homeless. She didn't say it was homeless. Which she would you prefer? In my head, I'm picturing her going from like a speed walk to just a sprint. Right. Like, Leave me like, alone. Closing don't talk in. To me. Don't, have any, don't have any money. <laughs> trends, you idiot. Trends, not tens. Mm. Jesus Christ. It's from Brian Henson, and he is frustrated with this Colts quarterback situation. Well, I think he said she tends to go younger. So yeah. I said tend. Uh-huh. Why don't you listen? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's tough up there in Indianapolis, right? Gardner Minshew? I mean, is that what he's going to... Yeah. He's kinda, he doesn't look bad. Everybody's on edge. What do you do about What's your running back? You just paid a guy, what, 
$27 million guarantee, and you had a guy rush for 180 yards. Yeah, him and Zach Moss, two-head monster. Design Air is the sponsor of the email of the day. They're online at designairservice.com. It's about to get cold this weekend. Duh! Get that furnace tuned up with Seth Goldcamp. Go to designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider at TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Crazy discipline story. Uncle Skip's drinking buddy, Tony's male prostitute cousin Gilbert, was hired for a going away party. Khaki dude was heading to Miami. All of a sudden, he's like, that Richard Gere is an amateur. Gerbils are so yesterday. Then he bends over and tucks a fluffy teddy bear hamster in his backside. Then grapevines his legs around Gilbert's mush and yelled, now go get him. Okay. What in the world? That's my girl, Amanda, and then her last name's Pope. Amanda Poquet. She's new. And young. Hey, Doug, watch this. Me so horny. Okay, back to the keyboard. Thanks. Number one Asian intern, Brian Henshin. Congrats on the discipline, Mr. Tim. Poor email from Brian (laughs) Henshin. Very poor. I saw a picture the other day of Matthew Modine and that prostitute. Monique. Horny. Me love you long time. A picture of them now. He took a picture with her from back then in the movie. From the movie then, Platoon. Yeah. The, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, I that's think. right. Full Metal, Full Metal Jacket. jacket. Yeah. And, then, and then Luke Skywalker and Two Live Crew sampled it for their award-winning song, Me So Horny. Is that right? Yeah. Do you know that? No. And Young, serious suggestion incoming. We really need to start monitoring his internet activity, lest he inadvertently sells his smoke-stained body to a sex trafficker in Dubai. I'll start a sign-up sheet on the fan pin. Just looking out for you, buddy. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin, future co-founder of the third iteration of the fan pin. This one founded by me and Plowboy with members hand-selected by us and content moderated by Neil Allen Craig Paquette. Who says no? Not me. That's for sure. It's almost like a prayer chain. Here's a new rule. You only get to email in once a day. (laughs) Dear HD2 Diary, hi, me again. Wish I could say I've made progress, but if I'm being honest with myself, I'm a bigger whore than I've ever been. Oh, Oh, I'm such a cliche. I keep making the same obvious mistakes. Take yesterday, for example. I meet up with the daddy gang to celebrate Clyde passing the U.S. Postal Service exam. We hit up our usual spots, rallies for first dinner. You like that first dinner? I don't care for it, no. Head across the river for drinks and dancing at the Edwardsville Children's Museum. <laughs> Rush back to Jefferson Avenue to make our second dinner resi at Long John Silver's and a nightcap at the Magic House. You don't need a reservation <laughs> at Long John Silver's. Cut off. Yeah, I was horned up, whatever. But I say to myself, Otis, respect your crank and your crank will demand respect. Mm. It's the mantra I try and live my life by. No, 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 no. I didn't come up with it on my own. I heard... Captain Stabbin said on an Emmy-nominated episode of Captain Stabbin's Anal Adventures featuring Ava Adams back in 2005, and it really hit home. But was I true to my crank? Nope. Me and my little whore mouth rushed straight to the upstairs bar at the Magic House, and I slammed three espresso martinis. Next thing you know, I'm in pretend post office getting pile-drive by Clyde while simultaneously taking down a big gulp-sized load from the volunteer Magic House janitor. Oh, gosh. Just so typical. Thanks for listening, South City Otis. I don't know. South City Otis. Knock, knock, may I join you? I enjoy watching you handsome fellows on YouTube because I like to see Doug's confused face as the wind-dated long-drive champion interrupts the show by <laughs> repeatedly playing loud videos on his phone or randomly slamming the door as he wanders in and out of that little urinal foyer you guys call a studio. Mm. Ah! 
<laughs> urinal foyer. That's not really the nice. Michelob Ultra urinal foyer. That's not where we are. <laughs> Obviously, I love the program, but yesterday's discussion about the housing market might take the cake for the dumbest moment. In radio history, watching two poverty-riddled renters <laughs> drool over the idea of moving into a hotel as if they'd found a way to beat the system was absolute gold. <laughs> Phrases like these were actually uttered on HD2 yesterday. The nice thing about living in a hotel is that you never have to do laundry, well, except for the clothes you want to wear. <laughs> and don't forget this sad little moment from the stoned board up. Maybe every once in a while, you could take a banana or some yogurts from the Continental <laughs> Breakfast back to your room for later. How great would that be? <laughs> forget the fact that a mini-fridge barely has enough room to fit two butt plugs. Let's mm. focus on the fact that Plowsy's ideal living situation seems to include anywhere with access to a twin bed and a cramped room as long as he can steal some fruit from the commons area while no one is looking. The eldest member of the renter's round table looked up from his phone long <laughs> enough to add this brilliant little nugget. Quote, I don't know how money works, but why doesn't the government just print money? <laughs> We did. So sad. <laughs> Giving everyone a million dollars would really stimulate the economy. I don't like to curse, but good God, these are some dumb mother efforts. Please put Dumb and Dumber at their own table for the TMA Trivia Night and see if they can get more than three questions right. At least Tim and Doug look hot today, and that's all that matters. That's from the oh. JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. And finally, ours is the type of trivia night where the show a story and feels free to rush the stage at any time and accost the host over Adrian Peterson's fantasy score from week one in 2015. Can't wait to get intoxicated at an elementary school gym and try and remember who was the original drummer for Wishbone Edge. <laughs> During Iggy's music trivia, I wonder if there may be a question asking which former one-term president of the United States used to clamp boys and nuts at an elementary school playground off Manchester. I know a lot about hyperinflation, and it's great. How's Fed Chairman Strode? We going to bring that back? How about that whole? How about that whole? How about that whole deal? If Iggy lived in the city, he could probably qualify for those $500 a month handouts that the mayor is using the Dragon Slayer money for. Yeah, but why stop that. at 500? Let's give everyone one million dollars. What's that? This is just going to cause prices to increase exponentially. Is that a new report? Why do those car dealers, some of whom provide free vehicles to broke radio hosts, have to raise prices? Capitalism, schmapitalism. Doug gets from Buck Swope. Nice little yeah, email, for the Buck. Design air heating and cooling email today. Ooh, it's clearly between Buck and the JV Golf Coach. Uh, boy, I'm torn on this one, fellas. Uh, I'll go with the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach is oh, shipped. Okay. The Design Air Heating and Cooling email today and is going to Fright Fest. And Six Flags, nice is job, uh, JV Golf Coach. Okay. Jackson and I are going to go play a press conference live from Doug Armstrong. Probably already started, as a matter of fact, on 101 ESPN. Taylor 12 into 1035. It's Balloon Party. There's your captain's log. Listen to all the programming on 101 ESPN or watch on YouTube and interact with the 101 ESPN uh, YouTube viewers and have fun. Uh, right. Doug, we got to go. Bye. Thanks.